My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. A stronger, more resilient Australia with more opportunities for more people in more parts of our amazing country. I commend the budget and the bill to the House. Hello, it is Wednesday the 26th of October and you're listening to The Daily Oz, the day after the federal budget. I'm Tom Crowley, political journalist at The Daily Oz, and I'm coming to you from Parliament House. In fact, it's actually budget night as I record this and speak to you. I'm sitting here with our editor, Billy Fitzsimons, and we're here to give you a bit of a download on what's been a pretty busy day for us here in Canberra, Billy. We've been poring over the budget documents, getting to have, a, I guess, a sneak preview at the budget a few hours before the rest of the country, along with the other journalists here in Canberra. Maybe to get started, Billy, before we get into some of the nitty-gritty, do you want to just sort of paint the picture a little bit, take people behind the curtain of the Daily Oz today? What have we been up to? Honestly, I'll be surprised if I can even string a sentence together at this point. We are currently recording this at 9.30pm and we've been basically locked in this tiny room since 1.30pm with what feels like thousands of pages on what is in the budget. It's been an interesting day, but I'm super excited to debrief with you now, Tom. I want you to set the backdrop for this budget. What context is the government delivering this budget in? Well, Billy, to the surprise of nobody, it's in a context of bad news, bad news, bad news all the time uh, when it comes to the economy this year. And it's not anything that will take us particularly by surprise. Of course, we've been hearing a lot and talking a lot in the news this year about all of the things that are going wrong in the world. And I think the key message in the budget today was that Australia is not immune. Um, That was language that the Treasurer was using a whole lot to describe the situation that we find ourselves in. We've seen rising prices here in Australia and we were warned to expect that they would go on for for longer than than we may originally have thought. Uh, For example, gas prices, the Treasurer said he was really worried about sharp increases over the next couple of years even in gas prices, food prices affected by the floods. There's sort of you know, price pressures in construction, a whole bunch of different areas of our life. Um, but that's expected to continue. It's expected to to lead to, to some job losses to higher interest rates, which flows through into people's mortgages, to all, all of these sorts of, you know, problems that we've been hearing about in the world and here at home. And I think in general, the news today was that those things are a little worse, perhaps, um, than, than was thought maybe a few months ago, the last time we had a budget. And so I, I guess in that context, the government was really keen to emphasise that, uh, you know, I mean, the words that, that they will use, of course, these these are sort of political words, but, you know, words like being responsible um, and, and and all that sort of thing. And so I think that, you know, that they were keen to not spend too much additional money, they said, because they didn't want to make the price problem worse by, by spending more, more money and, and I guess contributing to contributing further, if you like, to, to the economic pressures. So, so, so that was the, the context, I suppose, that, that set the scene for the budget. And so, as I said, we went through literally thousands of pages. What were the big standouts for you? Yeah, so it is, I mean, it is hundreds, thousands of, of pages. And I think that's maybe the the first thing to say is that we and everyone in the media did our best to read as much, um, you know, through these pages as we could in the six or so hours that we had. It was like an exam, really. Um, but I'm sure, you know, there'll be more things buried in those papers that, that we'll notice and that others will notice over the next few days. 
There are hundreds of little bits and pieces of spending, spending cuts, new spending, tax changes, all these sorts of things. The, the quickest way to sum it up is that it was really mostly an exercise for this new government in putting together all of the things that it talked about in the election. So the labour policies that we heard about when it came to climate, aged care, health, all of these kind of things, childcare, found their way into this budget and this was the budget to kind of get, you know, get all of those things done, if you like. Uh, there weren't too many surprises. There were a couple of announcements we heard in the last week or two about expanded parental leave and a couple of others. They found their way in there. But it's fair to say there wasn't anything when we got into the room and started looking at the budget that, that we didn't see coming. It was a lot of these kind of a new government, um, you know, I guess pushing its new priorities and, and, and taking the first opportunity to make some of those changes. One of the big things I've been hearing in the lead up to this budget is the fact that Australia is in $1 trillion of debt, which just feels like this insurmountable number. What does that actually mean and how have they dealt with that in this budget? Yeah, so I guess if, if you like the debt story is that each year we've been spending more than we take in tax. Uh, it's called a deficit and the way that you kind of make up for that deficit is you take on more and more debt. So, you know, under the coalition, the the last budget that we had, we're expecting to be in deficits and to be taking on more debt for the next decade. That hasn't changed, certainly, under Labor. Labor spent a bit of time talking about how it thinks this sort of, you know, approaching a trillion dollars of debt is a bit of a problem. The global economic concerns that we've got at the moment is, is one reason that it's actually getting more expensive, this debt. It's more expensive for the government and for, for everyone around the world, really, to borrow money in, in a tough time like this. Um, and so certainly that debt is starting to kind of hurt the budget. And so that's definitely part of the context here. And so when we look out over the next 10 years, uh, we do see compared to the last budget that the deficit is getting uh, kind of a lot worse uh, than we thought it was going to. We're going to take a quick break, but first here is a message from our sponsors. We've all had time to digest the budget. What have been some of the responses to the budget? We were lucky enough to be joined a short time ago by Jane Hume. She's the shadow finance minister, so a liberal uh, government kind of shadow minister. And Adam Bant, the leader of the Greens. So a couple of different political perspectives there. We asked them for their points and, and their thoughts, both positive and negative, on the budget. And so we'll give you a little bit of a snippet of what each of those two said, starting with shadow finance minister, the coalition's Jane Hume. When we delivered our budget earlier in the year, there was $18 billion less in spending in our budget than there was in the Labor election commitments. We could see that inflationary pressures were growing and if governments spend more, well, that pushes inflation further and further up. And that means that the RBA then has to do all the heavy lifting and push up interest rates in order to contain inflation in that 2 to 3% band. And it really doesn't work if you've got you know, government with its foot on the accelerator and the RBA with its foot on the brake. You have to make sure that your fiscal policy and your monetary policy work well together. Debt and deficit are both up and energy prices are skyrocketing and inflation's forecast to go over 7% this year. So, you know, our concern, I suppose, is that a typical Australian family is probably going to find themselves about $2,000 worse off by Christmas this year. So that was Jane Hume. Billy, you could hear some of the government's approaches to spending certainly were, were emphasis points for her there. Uh, now for a different perspective, here is Greens leader Adam Bant. We're really pleased to see $6 million in there for progress on agreement making and truth telling. So that's truth and treaty in the budget. That's something that Greens and Lydia Thorpe have been pushing for for a while. It is good to see some investment in renewables and that makes a 
a pleasant difference from the previous government. But this government's still continuing $40 billion in subsidies for fossil fuels and there's money in the budget, $30 million for drilling in the Beetaloo gas fields and uh, also $2 billion for a big new gas-related project in the Northern Territory. So whilst on the one hand it's good to see the uh, growth in renewables, on the other hand we shouldn't be putting public money into new gas projects. We're pretty pleased when we saw the headlines about one million homes because the Greens went to the election with a plan for one million homes, but it turns out that they've pinched the headline but not the policy. It's it's not a plan for a million new homes. It's a house of cards. The big new announcement in the budget was actually only for 10,000 homes and a hope that private developers would step in and build the remainder. We're going to have a really close look at the housing package because one of the failings of the budget is there's nothing in it for renters, nothing in it to deal with the immediate crisis that people are facing. We've been pushing for a rent freeze. We've been pushing for the government to bring forward its build of some of these affordable homes and not just hope that developers do it but actually do it itself. So we'll be having some more discussions with the government about that housing bill. And so, yeah, I guess, as you hear there, Billy, a different set of emphasis, of course, for for the Greens compared to the Liberal Party, a lot of talk there about, um, you know, particularly kind of fossil fuel and the top end of town and tax a big focus for the Greens and also some of those policies around housing and climate change. We'll have plenty more to to hear from from politicians over the next couple of days. We'll be speaking uh, to the Treasurer himself later in the week and also the shadow treasurer from the Liberals. So keep an ear out for that. Um, but for now, maybe time for, for some sleep, Billy, or maybe some food. Thank you very much for tuning in once again to the Daily Oz podcast. It makes a big difference to us uh, when you like and subscribe. Your support certainly helps us to make things like going to Canberra in Budget Week and, and bringing you this coverage possible. So we really do appreciate all the support we get uh, from our audience and we hope that you stay tuned. 